I love good music, which means I love good rhythm. And uh, I, I come from a musical family, a musical background. It, it was a part of my upbringing, uh, playing music, doing music, and I just, I just love it. I love all kinds of music. And all the way through high school, into college, it was a very big part of my life. It's actually how I got through school. And so um, I'm not saying I'm on the level with these dudes, okay? The people that play and sing on this stage, they're at a whole nother level. But I'll say this. Okay, I can at least recognize it when it's bad, <laughs> right? I mean, I may not be able to put my finger on exactly what just happened, but it's like one of those, some ain't right, some ain't right there, you know? So those of you who have a dog and those of you that know about dogs, you know, the superior pet dog, the, yeah, the superior pet dogs, you know, when dogs hear like a high pitch or a sound or a certain sound, you know how they... They, their ears go up and they just kind of twist their head to side to side. It's like, oh, you know, I feel that. I've I had moments. I've been in churches where I felt that. And I know I shouldn't say that because bless their hearts, they're doing it for Jesus kind of thing, you know, and just like, I don't know about that. Tell me right. And of course, here's my opinion. You can just take it for what it is. I think if it's for Jesus or has Jesus' name on it, it ought to be better. That's just me. It's just what I'm saying. So anyway, I know, bless their hearts. So anyway, I know when it ain't right, and maybe you're the same way. Maybe you're like, mm, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Something ain't right. Something's out of rhythm, you know. Music has rhythm, and rhythm is so important to good music. Here's what you may not know. Love has a rhythm, and the rhythm of love is receive and share Receive and share, receive and share, and again, receive and share. That's the rhythm of love. That's when love works best. That's when love is right, and that's what's most effective. It's the rhythm of love. That is why we're doing this series. You may... Um, have picked up on the fact that the vision of our church is to receive and share the love of Jesus. That's why we're here. And why is that so important? It's because everybody needs love. Everybody needs love. Everybody needs love and specifically and especially the love of Jesus. Jesus in his own words, and we've shared this with you before, but let's come back to it again. It's so foundational. Told his followers this. He said, I'm now giving you a new commandment. Right before he left earth, right before he gave his life, the end of his ministry, he said, I'm giving you a new commandment, boys. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Now, what I find fascinating with this is just in a very few short hours after Jesus said this, he was getting ready to give his life as the Savior of the world. So in the back of Jesus' mind, when he said, just as I have loved you, you should love each other, Jesus had to have been thinking something like, y'all ain't seen nothing yet. And it probably wasn't until days or maybe weeks, months, or maybe years later, them reflecting back on, wait a second, just as I have loved you, you should love each other, really came to life for them. But then he said, your love for one another will prove to the world that you're my disciples. There's so much there that he didn't say. He didn't say, you know, the way you look, the way you, you, know, you think, the way you believe will prove. No, no, no. He said, the way you love each other will prove to the world that you are my disciples. 
So the reason we're doing this series is, to be quite honest, we are living out of rhythm. Our lives are out of rhythm. Our lives are out of sync. And I believe the world around us is looking at us on the inside and going, I don't know what's going on, but something ain't right. Something ain't right. I believe people look at too many Christians and unfortunately too many churches and they say, you know what, I don't know if I believe, I don't, I don't know about what they believe. I don't think I believe what they believe and I don't understand what's going on in there and I'm not sure what Christians are supposed to do and how Christians are supposed to live and I don't know what church is all about, but somebody right, somebody right. I can't put my finger on it, but I'm not quite sure if that's what this is supposed to all be about and I would agree. We're out of sync, we're out of rhythm, and they pretty. We gotta get back into sync, we gotta get back into rhythm. See, some people are trying to share without receiving, you're out of rhythm. When you share without receiving, you're out of sync. That ain't gonna last very long. You cannot share from an empty place. You cannot share from a, from a place of, I don't have anything to share, <laughs> right? You, and very few people are like that. Very few people, to be quite honest, really are out there giving their lives away and doing all of this stuff. And you really need to look at them and go, you need to receive a little bit more. Most of us are out of sync and out of rhythm because we're lopsided on the receive part. And all we want to do is soak it up, suck it up. All we want to do is just, oh yeah, I just, just bring me more, give me more, give me more. And in a culture where you are rated based upon how much you have, how much you keep, and how much you accumulate. We get sucked right into that and we're like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm all about the receiving. And our problem is all we want to do is receive and we don't want to share. That's out of rhythm. That's out of sync. No wonder we're not effective. No wonder we're not accomplishing. No wonder the world looks at us and goes, I don't know, something's not right. I don't know if that's what Jesus meant. Whether you're a Christian or not, you need the series. Whether you're far from God or close to God, this is for you, but especially for those of you who follow Jesus. And right up front, I wanna kind of lay a foundational, um, kind of a moment here where I give you a couple of truths that we're gonna build on. A couple of things that are true that we're gonna use as a foundation for the rest of this series. And it's a couple of these things. Please listen very carefully. When it comes to sharing the love of Jesus, truth number one, we share not so that, but because of, and I'll explain it, but just know, it's not so that, but it's because of. And here's what I mean. We share the love of Jesus and we should share the love of Jesus. Not so that God will love us, but because of the fact he's loved us already. And Jesus is the perfect example. We should share the love of Jesus. I should, you should, we should as a church and as individuals should share the love of Jesus. Not so that God will accept us, but because through Jesus, he has already accepted us. Do you see the difference? We should share the love of Jesus, not so that God will bless us, but because of the fact that he has blessed us so much already. It's not a so that, it's a because of. Love from God should fuel our love for God. 
Let me say that again. Please get this. It is love from God that we have received that when the rhythm of love is working right, fuels our love for God and others. So it's not a so that thing, it's a because of thing. And truth number two is very important. Some things are only received through sharing. Some things you only get when you give. Some things are only received through sharing. Something happens and it's hard to explain, but sharing opens you up to receive things that otherwise you would never be able to receive. That is why Jesus said, give and you will receive. Seems kind of odd, doesn't it? That's why Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now that seems counterintuitive. Like to me, I'm like, it's blessed to receive. I love receiving. Y'all like receiving? Receiving's great. Bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. But Jesus said it's better and more blessed to give than to receive. Why did he say that? Because this is true. Some things you only receive when you share. When you share, it opens you up to a whole new level of receiving that otherwise you would have never experienced. Even in the principle of sowing and reaping, even in the principle, and a lot of people don't even realize God came up with that. It was God that taught us about sowing and reaping. It's a very common, common idea. You reap what you sow. And most of the time we talk about that in the negative sense, but it's also a very positive thing. When you sow, when you share, you're setting up a moment where sometime in the future, you're going to reap, you're going to receive in accordance to how you sowed, how you shared. That's why King Solomon in the Old Testament, the ancient scriptures of the Old Testament said, those who refresh others will also themselves be refreshed. Those who share refreshing things with others will themselves receive refreshment. And that's why you hear people say when they serve and when they give and when they invest their lives into other people, that's why you hear people say, and maybe why you have said at one point in your life after you have really helped somebody else or you've stepped up and served somebody or met a need, that's why people say, you know what? It's kind of odd, but... I think I got more out of that than they did. What is that about? I'll tell you what it's about. Some things you can only receive when you share them. Something happens that can't happen any other way. And in the local church context, and, and that's us, because we're in the local church, we're talking about it, and we're in the local church, whether you're in one of our locations or you're watching online, you're, this is the local church is our context. The two most tangible ways that we share the love of Jesus, even though there's many ways, is through serving and giving. Through serving and giving. We serve and give not so that, but because of. And that's what we should be known for. And that should be the calling card. The world around us should be looking at us and saying, mm, I don't know if I agree with what they believe and I don't know if I understand what's going on, but I tell you what, those, those people are amazing to watch. They just serve like crazy. They're, I love to watch them serve each other. I love to watch them meet needs in each other's lives. I love to watch them love on each other through serving and how when there's a need in the community, they step up. I love the fact that they're the ones you want to see pull up in the parking lot. Oh, great. The Christians are here. That's the way it ought to be. Hey guys, are you with me? It ain't that way. 
What's wrong? We're out of sync. We're out of rhythm. When the rhythm is working right, it ought to be, yes, the Christians are here. Things are about to get better because they serve and they give. They're the most generous people on the planet. Christians, followers of Jesus, and the local church ought to be the most generous people, group of people and the most generous place on earth. Why? Because our God so loved the world that he what? He gave. He's a giver. He just gives. He just gives and gives and gives. That's just who God is. And we're his people. Serving and giving. It's exactly what Jesus was talking about when in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, Matthew recorded him as saying, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Love that. Let, let your good deeds, let your serving and your giving and what you do, let your sharing love with other people, let it shine out for everybody to see it. Don't try to keep it a secret. Do it out in the open. Do it out for everybody to see it, not so that they will say you're great, not so that they will say I'm great, and not so that they'll say the local church is great, but so that they will say, oh man, God is amazing. Look at his people go. God is amazing. Watch his church work. God is amazing. Look at his followers See, that's the whole point. And the rhythm of love is so powerful. When we get into the rhythm, receive and share, receive and share. As Glory Stefan said, the rhythm is going to get you. Right? And if you're not laughing, it's because you're young. You're old enough to understand why that's funny. And that'll get you all day long. Let me show you what it looks like when you put it into practice and when you experience it, and some of you are experiencing this right now. Okay, so you attend church, what we call a church service, right? Our, our version of a church service. We're not sure what church looked like way back when, and it's probably a good thing because we would, we, we would make that something to worship, right? So we have freedom, and this is the way it looks like around here. Yeah, it's a little weird, but we like it. But you come and you, and you receive so much, right? You receive so much encouragement and peace and and you grow and you change and you receive so much and then you want to share that so you go invite somebody and you bring them with you so that they can receive and I'm telling you this is the coolest thing and I don't know how to explain this but when you've invited somebody and you sit beside them the next time and when they come and you're sitting with them and you're watching them receive because you've shared with them and they're receiving what you shared with them and now they're receiving it themselves I'm telling you it does something for you that I can't explain it's it's hard to put your finger on it and I don't understand it but it's amazing what you receive when you share with other people or some of you you attend one of the services and you, you serve in the service before it or in the service after it. You receive and then you share. You receive and then you share. And you're in the rhythm of love. For some of you, what this looks like is God has provided for you. And in fact, let me just say this. God has provided for all of you and all of us. God takes care of us. He is our source of all the things we need. Now, you may not have everything you want. You may not have everything that you think you need, but you're here. You look good and you smell pretty good. I think you're okay. You receive God's provisions and then you give in honor of God. You give because he's commanded us to. You give and you're generous because he's called us to. And you share. 
And then guess what happens next? The rhythm of love keeps rolling and he blesses you with more, just like he promised to. And then you give more and then he blesses you with more and you continue to give. And that's what the rhythm of love looks like from a financial standpoint. For some of you, you have other needs, not just financial needs that you have seen God meet, maybe relational needs, maybe physical needs, maybe health needs that God has met your need, maybe an emotional thing that God has brought you through and you've received that. And God has brought you to this point in your life and now you're in a situation where there's somebody else in your life that's struggling now the way you used to struggle way back then and you're being able to be an encouragement to them by sharing with them what someone once shared with you. What God poured into you, you are now pouring into them and you have received and now you're sharing so that eventually what they're receiving from you, they will share with someone else and the rhythm of love keeps moving. And the blessing that God blesses you with because you're sharing is amazing. In fact, Paul writes to the Corinthians and says, God comforts us in our troubles so that we will comfort others with the same comfort that we've been comforted with. And so the whole point of God comforting us is not so that we would be comfortable. The big idea and the bigger picture is that one day somebody else is gonna need what God is doing for you right now and God's gonna provide it for them through you. You receive and then you share. You receive and you share. You receive and you share. You've been served, you serve others. You've been helped, you help others. You've been given to, you give to God and others and it keeps on rolling. And here's what you're going to experience. You're going to experience an aha moment. You know what your aha moment is probably going to be sometime really soon. If you haven't already had this moment, here's your moment. You're going to realize that you've received much more than you will ever, 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 ever be able to share. I mean, when you're really honest and you think about it, internalize just how much you've received. You'll never be able to outshare what you have received. And when you live in that rhythm, it's addicting. You want more and more, not more of receiving, but more of the rhythm of receive and share, receive and share, receive the love and share the love. It's addicting to you and contagious to other people. Other people look at you and go, man, I want some of that. Man, I want to live like that. I want that kind of joy. I want that kind of purpose. I want that kind of hope. Living in the rhythm of love. Let me spend the last few minutes we've got together helping you see what a big honking deal this is. Huge deal. And let me set it up this way. Paul was writing to a group of very conscientious, passionate followers of Jesus in the first century in the city of Galatia. Very passionate. I mean, these are the people that wanted to cross all their T's and dot all their I's and get everything right. And, and for good reason, they, they wanted to do it right. They wanted to understand it right. They wanted to live it right. They just wanted to get it right. And unfortunately, they were so zealous to get it right and do it right and live it right that they got sucked into a lot of unnecessary things. A lot of things that were, were not required but they, their hearts were in the right place, right? I mean, they, their intentions were good, but they, they got kind of sidetracked on a lot of rules and a do's and don'ts and a lot of legalistic type stuff. And Paul was trying to help them sort it out. And I'm not going to get into all the issues that they were struggling with because we're, you know, because of our audience. We'll get into that later. Like one of them was circumcision. Aren't you glad we're going to get into it later? Right, like somebody's like, now I got to explain that word. Well, it's in the Bible. 
So a lot of unnecessary things, and Paul is trying to clear it up. And in Galatians chapter 5, verse 6, this is, and this is huge, guys. This is so huge. God tells us through the apostle Paul, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Let me say that again. The only thing that counts is not what you believe. What you believe is important, but what you believe does you no good if you don't know what to do with it. The only thing that counts is not your theology. Theology has its place, but it does you no good if you don't know what to do with it. The only thing that counts is not what you know about God. Knowledge about God is great, but if you just got a head full of knowledge and you don't know what to do with it, you just got a head full of knowledge. The only thing that counts, he didn't say, is what you say about God. No, he said the only thing that counts is faith. And faith is us receiving the love of Jesus, trusting in the love of Jesus, trusting in what Jesus did for us on the cross that we could not do for ourselves. It's that, faith expressing itself through love. That's the only thing that matters. The only thing that really counts. Faith expressing itself through love. Notice what he didn't say. He didn't say the only thing that matters is faith and you enjoying it. Faith and you just living in it, just basking in it. Just, yeah, I'm all up in this and I'm just enjoying the good things of God until God calls me home. No, that's not it. That's a waste because we have a mission to accomplish. You know what that mission is? To express our faith through love. Faith expressing itself through love. That is it. That is all that matters. That's the only thing that really, really counts. Interesting. It's sharing the love that matters most. It's not what you have that counts the most. It's not what you keep that counts the most. And in a culture where what you have and what you keep and what you've accumulated in your life is the measuring stick for how successful you've been, this is a challenge. Even for Christians. It's not what you have that matters most. It's not what you keep that matters most. It's what you share that matters most. And that you share the love of Jesus that you have received. And you know the people we most admire in life are people who have shared greatly and given greatly and sacrificed greatly. I mean, we may think it's interesting how much people have. Can you believe they have that? Can you believe they're that rich? Can you believe they have four of those, five of those, 10 of those? Can you imagine having that much money? We think it's novel. We think it's interesting. But the stories we tell, what are the stories we tell? What are the stories we celebrate? Are the people not who have much, but who give much, who sacrifice, who lay it all on the line, who keep giving and sacrifice. We, we celebrate the most generous people. You see, sharing the love, what you share, has everything to do with who you are, who you're going to become, and the legacy you're going to leave. Much more important than the stuff you have is what you share. In fact, that's, that's why Jesus is so famous. Do you know why Jesus is so famous? Not because of what he had. And he had it all. He's God. Jesus is Jesus. And we know Jesus because of what he shared. Because ultimately, he laid his life down and gave to the ultimate degree and then said, now, you see how I've loved you like that? I want you to love each other like that. You've received my love. Now I want you to share that. And that's how the world's going to know. Now, if you're not a follower of Jesus, you might listen to this and go, well, that just kind of sounds like 
another version of, hey, let's make the world a better place. Well, eh, not really, but hey, that's not a bad idea. I mean, it's not a bad thing. Let's make the world a better place. But as a follower of Jesus, you should remember this. And if you're not a follower of Jesus, please know this, that it's much, much bigger. And this is much, much deeper, this whole sharing the love thing, than make a world a better place. We're talking about the love of Jesus here. We're talking about why we serve and why we give and why we live the way we do and why that matters. And here's why. Because this world is temporary and everybody lives forever somewhere. That's what is true. I'm temporarily here, you're temporarily here. Everything that we get all upset and hot and bothered over and worried over is all temporary. It's all temporary. And everybody, me, you, and everybody lives forever somewhere. And the love of Jesus is what makes the difference. That's it. That's it. And us receiving that and expressing that through love, receiving what we have shared, that's it. And that's what makes the difference. Everything else, if it doesn't relate to that, it's not going to last. That's why this is so important. And so as we share the love of Jesus that we have received, as we share it, other people receive, and then they are set up to share. And the rhythm of love keeps going. And that's why this series is so important, because the only thing that counts is that. Faith expressing itself through love. You might be sitting there and you're thinking, I, I love that. I think that's great. But I don't think I have enough to contribute in order to serve like you're talking about. And I don't know if I have enough to give. And I want to. And God knows my heart. I really do. I, I really do. But I don't know if I have received enough in order to share. Well, we're going to talk about that next week because you're going to be surprised. But for now, just for now, just for today. The only thing that counts is faith, expressing itself through love. Live in the rhythm of love. Don't live out of sync. Receive and share, receive and share, and you'll be amazed what God does in your life and in the life of others. For now, let's start there. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the simplicity and the power of this bottom line that you have given us, that this is the only thing that really counts, it's the only thing that really matters, is what we have received from you and how we share it and how we give it away. Lord, help me, help us as individuals and as a church for the sake of the mission you've called us to, for the sake of the community that you've put us in and for the glory of your name and you have given so much. We will never outgive what we have already received from you. Show us how to share your love like never before. In Jesus' name, amen.